Hey, you guys. So over the next two episodes, this one's 15, the next one's 16, we are going to cover the six characteristics of a leader. And this list is by no means comprehensive. So do you have to have all six of these traits down perfectly to be a leader? No, of course not. If you have other traits that you feel contribute to your leadership, does this mean to disregard those? Definitely not. All it means is that these are traits, values, skills that are worth paying attention to, reflecting on, refining, and putting into practice because they make a huge difference on the heart level with the other people that you're around. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Okay, so I am really excited about today's topic. It's actually been months in the making because I wanted to do six characteristics, divide time between a couple of episodes to cover them, but I really wanted to choose wisely and not end up regretting any of the six choices. So I thought a lot about these six, and as always, my husband, Drew, weighed in with his unique perspective on a few of them as well. So here we go. Today, we are going to start with the three C's. A leader should be centered, curious, and considerate. And I'm not going to tell you what the next three are going to be because you'll need to listen to the next episode for it, but centered, curious, and considerate. I'll do a pretty basic description of each, what you want to look for to evaluate how you're doing on each of these character traits and skill sets, and where we see this kind of leadership at play today. My hope is that you'll be affirmed in the areas where you can kind of nod your head and say, okay, I think I've done a pretty good job in this area and look forward to growing in others. So definitely don't be negative about anything that you feel like you don't have a solid expression of yet because a foundational point of this podcast is that we are constantly growing. So you might just now be starting to develop the habit of being, you know, for example, considerate of others, maybe in your leadership. And that might not get put into practice until you start your entry level job two years from now. You know, you never know. It's all about preparation and really long-term perspective. So let's dive right in. Centered. Centered is becoming more and more of a commonly used leadership trait or centeredness but it's really hard to clearly define. It's one of those things where you know it when you see it, you can really clearly recognize it, but if your friend asks you, hey, what is that? You're kind of stumbling around for a helpful explanation and it's just really hard to explain. But something that I find is a great synonym for centeredness and it's a phrase that I love to use. It's something that I personally really aspire towards expressing in my leadership journey. It's what I call a quiet or calm confidence. So when I think of a friend who has a quiet, calm confidence, she is going to be confident, of course, 
self-assured, humble about her weaknesses, aware of her strengths, pretty transparent, but not in any sort of emotionally burdensome way. She isn't going to be braggy or prideful. She is often not the first person to put her two cents into a conversation, and yet she doesn't shy away from speaking up. And she's definitely comfortable in her own skin. Another way to think about this type of confidence in a person is that you just know that they have it. You don't have to ask them if they think that they're a confident person. You just know from being around them, but it's not like that super obnoxious, arrogant, cocky type of confidence. It's actually the complete opposite. Okay, so that is my picture-perfect idea of a person who has a calm, sort of confidence. That's just my words, how I think of it. Uh, you can kind of think of it however you want to from that description, but that's a major component of centeredness, but it's not all of it. Okay, so there's much more to centeredness than just that. That's just a very unique type of confidence. And, and where this idea of quiet, calm confidence is involved with centeredness is that a centered leader leads from a place of having that type of confidence. A centered leader leads from a place of having a very calm, very grounded and foundational type of confidence. Centeredness is an unwavering consistency of character and way of treating other people. It's a humble boldness. It's a very genuine desire to earn respect and followership rather than just expect it or demand it from other people. It's a transparent and effective communication style. It's being focused on the goals of their organization, their leadership responsibilities, the common goals of everybody around them. So in, in other words, they know where they're going, which is very important. One of the reasons why we generally like to follow a centered leader is because we know exactly where he or she is going. And because of that, we know where we're going to go if we follow them. So they are a lot. Centered leaders bring a lot to the table, which is why I put it as the very first of six leadership traits. It's a very unique quality with a lot of traits kind of perfectly imbalanced. So in my mind right now, I've got just a lot of seesaws. You know, you have this balance between being humble and being confident, listening and speaking up. And I feel like a centered leader is just split perfectly down the middle. So I'll repeat the bullets again. A centered leader has that type of confidence that we talked about. A very calm, grounded, foundational, quiet confidence. A centered leader also has a consistent, unchanging character and way of treating other people. A humble boldness. A genuine desire to earn respect rather than demand it. A transparent and effective communication style. And a knowledge of where he or she is going and a focus on the goals at hand. So that's centeredness, trait number one. And second, a leader needs to be curious. Why curious? Of all the traits, isn't there another one that's more important than curiosity? I personally don't think so. I think this one definitely makes the cut because a curious person is going to be a lot of things that are generally really valued by people. A curious person is going to be the one that wants to know what's going on in your life. They genuinely want to know where you're from, what your goals are, what's going on in whatever season of life you're currently walking through. They're going to be good at asking inquisitive questions. A curious person is going to be the one to check in and just see, hey, how are you doing? 
I'm just wondering, you know? Uh, and with that curiosity about others, they're going to be so much more likely to have a good understanding of how different people work, what they like, what they don't like, how they receive information best. And then you can kind of turn that into a really valuable skill of being really good at connecting with other people, right? If you right now, if you just think of the top people in your life who you feel a connection with, I'm assuming it's with people who know you. You know them, they know you, you feel known by them. So if you want to establish that same level of connection and trust with other people, one of your top priorities should be getting them to a place where they feel known and cared about by you. And that's really tricky. So being a curious leader is not going to just solve that for all of your relationships overnight. That is a very long learning process because every single person is really unique in their style of communication and, and in all sorts of things. But if you can be genuinely curious about their life and in the lives of all the other people that you work with, I think that goes a really long way to, to helping them get to that level of trust with you. A curious person is going to be a lifelong learner. So they aren't going to just get elected class president and then suddenly stop wanting to search for new ways to improve the school and give students a better experience, right? They're going to want to keep on going. They aren't going to be lazy in the face of tough problems to solve. They're going to be a, a lifelong learner, which is what we should all aspire to be really because things are constantly coming up that are new, that need to be explored. Um, we always have areas that we can work on. It's a long process and curious people are also generally very creative. They don't just think of one solution to a problem. They'll look at it from all sorts of different angles and they'll come up with multiple possibilities. And that's not just with, you know, problems on paper. That's with problems in the, in the workplace between maybe two coworkers. They can kind of be really good at figuring out a great way to resolve conflict and just all sorts of other things. So I think being curious is just, you know, one blanket statement to show a lot of different things that can come out from that. And it's all those little things that we look at that we're like, oh yeah, it's a great leader knows how to resolve conflict. A great leader is creative. A great leader can solve problems. A great leader is gonna ask me how I'm doing. And I think that curiosity, being a curious person and a curious leader just kind of sums that all up into one big umbrella. Lastly, three out of six traits for today, we wanna be considerate. Now, pay close attention to the definition that we're going to work with because when I Googled considerate, I really did not like the definition that popped up. What came up for me when I did a quick search was being careful not to cause inconvenience or hurt to others. And I just think that that's a terrible definition. That's not what we're going for at all. So being considerate in my opinion can actually mean the complete opposite of that at times. It can mean the complete opposite. Sometimes the most considerate thing you can do for a person is tell them the really hard and somewhat hurtful truth. I mean, if it's done with love, of course. If you're really considering the best for somebody, then causing temporary hurt is necessary at times. Just, you know, be really kind about it, choose your timing well, be there every step of the way, and be encouraging on the journey towards improvement. But you might have to cause a little bit of hurt and friction at first to get to that point. But so our idea of being considerate is going to be 
Things like thoughtful, attentive, noticing details about people and thinking or considering what would be best for them. Being considered is being others focused. It's putting the needs of others before your own at times. It's being understanding. And I think that under the umbrella of being considerate is where we also see some empathy come into play, which is just the gift. Empathy is the gift of being able to say to someone, hey, I've been there. I have walked through something similar to what you're dealing with right now. And then you're able to help someone else feel understood and, again, known. I mean, what a gift, right? In connecting with one another, like I've already said, we all want to know people and be known by people, even those of us who are super shy, I think, still generally want that. And being considerate as a leader is crucial. It is a crucial key to getting to that point with other people. In a practical day-to-day sense, you might be considerate if you ask for somebody's input on something that might end up affecting him or her. And that doesn't make you bound, by the way. Just because you ask for someone's input doesn't mean you have to do it. But sometimes it's a really courteous and respectful thing to consider that someone might want to be engaged about something. This also could look like just asking permission. So even if you're in charge, you're the sorority president, you're the team captain, you're the team lead on a project for work, that doesn't mean that it's my way or the highway. You can still have control and you can still have the final say, but you're going to have a much better project at the end if you just ask, hey, what do you guys think about this? You know, uh, I was thinking that we should move our project check-ins to Thursday nights, but what would be most convenient for you all? Being considerate also means thinking of other people's schedules. And on that note of what is convenient, a considerate leader also thinks about other people's schedules. And that's pretty difficult given how fast-paced things are for the majority of us. But, you know, let's just say you have something due for work and it's due when it says it's due, right? Hard deadline. So when you email a coworker and you need a response ASAP, but they don't get back to you, That can be super frustrating, but a great way to lead here in this way is to still put that other person first as much as possible without compromising the deadline. If you're emailing with a question, this might be, hey, I've got a few questions below. Please just get back to me whenever you feel like you're in the right headspace for it. Whenever you feel you have the free moment in your schedule to reply. And of course, you're then gifting that person with a little bit more leeway in responding to you than they might have from other people that they need to reply to. So that means you you might have to add more buffer time to where you are on your part of the work so that you can then allow yourself the opportunity to lead in that very considerate way of everybody else's schedules. As a side note to being considerate, this is a huge generalization, but I think as women, being a considerate leader can often become a very slippery slope to becoming too accommodating. So unselfish that you let yourself and your personal commitments just completely go. And that's not good for anybody, right? You always have to take care of your car if you want to keep it running. And if you peter out, burn out, or just plain go insane because you're spread way too thin in different directions, that doesn't serve you, your team, the company. It really doesn't serve anybody. So it's tough. It's so hard to say no. 
So just don't beat yourself up if you do end up overextending yourself and being too considerate of others. Just slowly pull back a little bit. And over time, I think practice is what's going to allow you to get a good grip on balancing a considerate leadership style with still taking care of yourself and the necessary basics. As we wrap up, I wanna just leave you with something that we mentioned in an earlier episode. It was in episode 13 on leading when you don't feel listened to, which can certainly happen. And I encouraged you all to be filled with competence and character and consistently demonstrate that over time. And I think it's worth repeating here because as we think about these three amazing leadership traits and then we add three more next time we're together, we're in this for the long haul. And these things take time, but I am so proud of you and all of us really for already deciding to commit to improving our leadership today because you never know who's going to benefit from your choice to do this down the road, right? You never know who's going to benefit from your choice to commit to cultivating your leadership later down on the road. I think that's so cool. So we want to try our best to be centered leaders. What does that mean? Centered leaders lead from the core of who they are. They radiate a confidence that you just know it when you see it, but it's a very unspoken confidence. So it isn't in your face. It isn't cocky or obnoxious or rude. It's just a calm, quiet, but super solid confidence and sense of self and purpose. Centered leaders are humble but bold and effective in their communication because of it. They are genuinely desiring to earn respect rather than demand it. And they have a sense of direction and a firm grasp of where they're headed. Second, we want to be curious leaders. Why do we want to be curious? Because it isn't just a book smart curiosity, but it's a curiosity of other people that leads to this really amazing skill of being able to connect with others and really truly understand them. It's being creative with problem solving and being a lifelong learner because it doesn't matter how high up you get on the career ladder, there is always change, always more to learn and always more to improve upon. And third, we want to be considerate of others. And that doesn't mean that we need to shy away from potentially negative conversations. In fact, sometimes it's quite the opposite. Being considerate means paying close attention. It means being thoughtful and noticing what's going on in other people's lives. It's putting the needs and conveniences of others before your own as long as you don't completely forget about yourself in the process and get burnt out. And being a curious leader is such a gift because it gives you this unique ability to really connect with other people, know them, and help them feel known and understood by you. These were the first three of six characteristics of a stellar leader. It's not a comprehensive list, but one that I put together with a lot of thought, especially as we consider the goal behind it really being to affect change at the level of another person's heart. Heart change, people change, inspiring and connecting change. I can't wait to talk about the next half with you all. And thank you so much for being a loyal listener. And like I said before, Thank you for committing to cultivating your leadership because our world definitely needs it.
Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe, and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.